The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Thanks for tuning in to Brothers on Law on Go Country 105. I'm Larry Mandel. And I'm Rob Mandel. And we've been trial attorneys here in Los Angeles for over 40 years. On our show, we will discuss current events, talk about legal issues, and have some very entertaining guests stop by. So stay tuned every week for Brothers on Law right here on Go Country 105. Good morning, everyone. This is Larry Mandel. I'm Rob Mandel. And we are the Brothers on Law. Welcome, everyone. Yeah, welcome to our show. We're so uh, privileged to be on the air here in Los Angeles, beautiful Southern California, and on this wonderful country station, Go Country 105. And, you know, living here in Southern California, uh, we're also exposed to celebrities and entertainers. I mean, we're like pretty much the entertainment capital of the world. And so many of our listeners and our friends are part of the entertainment industry, all the way from like people who do sound and and uh, uh, lighting and things like that, all the way up to uh, directors and producers and and direct and uh, actors and um, you know, I my, one of my son's uh, closest friend is a, uh, a professional actor and, you know, we just see this every day and, and I get asked a lot, you know, Hey Rob, do you, uh, handle entertainment law? Do you, do you, will you look at this contract for me? And I have to say, you know, no man, I'm a litigator. I'm a trial attorney, but I can steer you to someone who does. Right. And we're so lucky to have with us today, um, Rena Segel, who is with the law firm of Segel and Sailing. She's an entertainment lawyer, entertainment specialist, and one of those people that we would say, hey, I, I, I can't do it, but I know someone, I know a guy, right? I know a gal in this case. And uh, so welcome to the show. Welcome, Rena. Thank you for having me. Tell our, us a little bit about what you do. So I am an entertainment transactional specialist. I work in film, television, live stage, and music. Um, and essentially, I help negotiate and um, draft contracts for any kind of artist who's wishing to enter into the inter- entertainment field. That would be music, acting. Mm-hmm. Producers, directors, um, even if you're a below-the-line talent. So if you're doing um, you know, sound and you're, you're working in production in any capacity, we do uh, represent and negotiate contracts on your behalf. People and that's need a big that deal. Protection. It's a big deal in this yeah. town. And like you say, Larry, you, you need that protection because um, it's a it's kind of a I don't want to say dog eat dog business, but it it can be a rough business, right? Yeah, it's definitely and a rough gotta, business. We yeah. were talking off the air about looking at that fine print, mm-hmm. right? Yes, because it's buried in those contracts. Oh that you yes, review. they like to give you the smallest font possible, so so that you just kind of like skim over it. <laughs> That's yeah. like buying a car. Yeah. yeah, and so so you were talking about you know hey even if you're just you know one of the the people doing the lighting or the electrical or or whatever that you know you maybe you you even before you sign on the dotted line and you may be you know so anxious to get rolling in the business but 
but before you sign on the dotted line, maybe run it by someone like yourself, right? Well, it's imperative because you need to make sure that you're getting the appropriate credits. Um, we like to say in the entertainment industry, credit is currency. So yeah. it, it helps you uh, facilitate all your future jobs. So you need to make sure that the fine line reads that you are getting credit in a certain area. So if you don't have that language in there and it's appropriate, you're going to have a lot more difficulty. Even if you know napkin deals happen all the time, they shake your hand and tell you that, oh, yes, we will give you this credit. But if it's not written down and they avoid doing it um, or avoid putting it in the actual credit roll, you know, you, you really want to have it in writing so you can come back and um, potentially have to use a litigator <laughs> to, yeah, to ensure yeah. that you're, you're going to have that credit put in. And, what do you, and when you say credit, mm -hmm. what do you mean by that? It's the credit language at like at the end credits, the rolling at the end, all the names, exactly what you did. Um, and it is- Key grip. It's a key grip, you right, know, right. <laughs> there because um, everyone looks at IMDB and looks at your resume as the way of whether or not you're going to get your next job. So if you don't have that credit in, in the, the, the end credits or the main title credits, what we say, then you're not going to be able to use it later on. People what are the other pitfalls, though, Rena? Mm -hmm. Not only just credit, but what are some of the other pitfalls that people have to look for? In well, um, well, uh, for below the line talent or above the line talent, being like you're an actor, Both. musician. Well, in music, you're looking for a lot of ways to get out. Where say a sunset provision, managers, agents, and um, even record deals, uh, they can they can own you in your for everything that you're doing. Um, and uh, so we say a sunset provision is really imperative to have in all of those agreements with your managers, your agents, as well as the record deals. And that means that if you ever terminate in any for any capacity, for any reason, with any record label or anyone that you're able to not have to compensate them consistently on their, for, for commissions that are owed to those um, representatives of you, uh, especially with managers and agents that you acquire. And those are necessary to really build yourself into this industry. And, and being an artist in LA, period, in New York, you're, you're gonna need those individuals for um, relationships uh, to sell your project to get into a record label and all of that but then you also owe them for the consistency of your entire career as long as you're working with that label or as long as you're working at that studio and so sunset sunset provisions allow you to eventually if say i say I'm an agent, if I fire my agent, that I'm not going to have to pay him for the entire duration of every renewal I have with that oh, yeah. studio. And so I'm able to walk away after a period of time. Right. Um, it, it does protect the artist. Right, because the, the artist is then handcuffed, basically. Mm -hmm. They're handcuffed, yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't make the agent or the manager feel very good because they feel like I cultivated, I was the only reason you have this relationship. And right. Had it not been for me, you would have never even gotten in. But um, you can't you can't tie your artist to that forever. Um, we know. do hear stories, I've seen that in film and, mm -hmm. and whatnot, where they start off with kind of a low-level manager, but he gets them the big break, and then boom, they're mm -hmm. off to the, you know, the the big time. The races. With, with, yeah, with a with a different manager, and, and you know, and well, it's just the way it goes. And, and I mean, the Talent Agencies Act, which is intended to protect uh, artists, hasn't been revised since 1986. Hmm. And... Um, and a lot of the lawsuits that you see with the WGA suing the major agencies, CAA, WME, uh, ICM, all of them, the, the whole issues that they're having all cultivates around the fact that the Talent Agencies Act really doesn't, it does protect 
um, manager or artists, managers, and agents in certain ways. However, uh, the industry no longer works in the way that it was set up for. We don't have a bifurcated system of agents and um, agents and managers anymore. Managers are acquiring jobs, and so that you see these lawsuits. I mean, that's a long story. I could really go on and on about the talent but what, agency. But what, do you, what do you mean by that guy? Give us the basics, because I'm sure some of our listeners are in the entertainment business mm-hmm. or aspiring to be. So what, what are you talking about, the bifurcated? Okay, uh, so agents and managers, according to the Talent Agencies Act, which was set up in, uh, last revised in 1986, is that managers are supposed to, um, you know, cultivate all your relationships and everything but you can only procure employment through agents. And and that doesn't actually happen. Um, To be honest, most artists, like there's millions of people who just flock to LA, New York, everywhere to try to become an actor, a musician and everything. They find a manager and that manager is going to help try to get them employment. Technically, if that manager has not got a license under the Talent Agencies Act with the, the Labor Commissioner and everything, then they're in violation of of the Talent Agencies Act and they fine. And they then that artist can get employment, get a record deal, get anything through that manager. But um, and then disavow his contract. The commission oh, no that's kidding. owed to his manager. So the manager's completely illegal happy. contract? Because it's right? because the it was manager illegally was procured. Yeah. Right. And so there's a lot and then now when you see with like the WGA, say for the film side, you're looking at um, writers who are working with major agencies that are procuring them employment, but they're doing packaging deals. So they're saying, hey, well, we represent these musicians, we represent these artists, we represent the producers, we are, we'll package a deal for you. And instead of taking the 10% commission from our artists, we're going to take it from the studio. Um, but by doing so, they also oftentimes, the, the, the question becomes, is there a conflict of interest? You're looking at, are you getting more money from the studio? Are you actually representing your artist as much and negotiating the fees for each one of those individual artists to the level that you need mm-hmm. to? Um, because it's, you know, the, the incent- their incentive has gone down. Now right. I'm going to get a higher fee from the studio and I'm not going to get that from... So but that is a conflict in, in yeah. a way because mm-hmm. I would think that a manager is owes a fiduciary duty to that... Um, uh, uh, but doesn't an talent, agent? Right? The agent does too, though. Well, yeah, but but which, but we're talking about whether or not the uh, uh, on the other side, you know, they're they're paying more money to the manager or the agent, mm-hmm. right? Well, the manager agent fees can range anywhere between like ten percent to twenty five percent. They have they're less restrictive. Um, pursuant to the Talent Agencies Act, where agents usually are about 10 percenters. Managers, though, they can take up in, in excess of 25%. Really, the restriction isn't there. Right. Um, but uh, they're not supposed to procure employment, which interesting. is very interesting. Now, so, aren't there managers who wear both hats, though? Yes. Le- I mean, legally? a manager can go and, and you know get licensed and bonded and covered and then protected under the Talent Agencies Act you know, if they choose to, but most of them don't because then they're bound by that 10%. That 25% goes down. So they really don't want to go that way. Uh, Because the Uh. agent's limited to 10%? Mm -hmm. There's more of a limitation. I see. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. 
Hey, if you missed any part of this show or you just want to hear it again, go to brothersonlaw.com for all of our previous shows and all things Brothers on Law. So as Rob had indicated, I have also clients that um, have asked me about, hey, an entertainment lawyer, and and a lot of them have been like screenwriters, and they write this you know, screenwriting play, whatever, and they say, well, I'm going to submit it to so-and-so and so-and-so. How do they protect themselves? Um, well, I mean, copyright registration is important. We always say that everyone should get a copyright registration. They can register with the WGA East and West Coast. Um, and then there's always the, the old school way. Put it in an envelope and mail it to yourself. Take a picture of the once you get receipt of it. And that way you actually know it was registered and copywritten. That's your number one protection. If you're... Um, I mean, I will be honest, if you're submitting to studios and major studios, they're not going to sign an NDA or non-disclosure agreement um, uh, or NCNDA. Um, they they might take your story and move with it. Um, there's only so many ways. There's To simplify this, there's no copyright protection in an idea. Right. It, you know, mm-hmm. so you you if you provide your story to someone else, you'll... They could take it and unless they have that non disclosure, unless they have the non disclosure agreement. And a lot of times, if you just give somebody an idea, you're talking over dinner or anything, and you're sharing this great, brilliant idea you came up with for a TV show, that uh, that individual you're speaking to could talk to one other person and they're going to be like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to twist two things on this and create a whole other show. Um, and then you're having to prove access and, and everything like that for, for a copyright infringement claim. Yeah, or an implied or contract. An, an implied yeah. contract, yeah. Right. So Uphill battle then. Yeah. Tough stuff. So, so, you know, he asked you, well, how do they protect themselves? Do, even if you're a, a, um, a newbie, you know, uh, entertainer or a writer or whatever, um, should they not consult? someone like yourself they, early in the game they should always consult an attorney yeah. that would uh, that would be my best advice that I would give is that, that just seek out seek out counsel let them give you some information let them make sure that you have the the requisite copyrights um, the information out there and then before you're submitting to people uh, any studios networks um, even if you're going with music and you're submitting to record labels and other um, individuals you really want to make sure that you're protected and if an NDA is necessary they will your attorney has the best ability to get that NDA they're, they're probably gonna have a better likelihood than uh, you yourself kind of going in. The but it, non-disclosure but it, agreement, mm-hmm. the right. NDA. Yeah. But is it hard for someone who's just aspiring? They they think they they you know, they feel like they have talent. They've 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 done uh, you know whatever they've done for a while, but they've never really you know gotten the the gig. Um, is it hard for them to to afford or to get a lawyer like yourself? Um, it's not necessarily hard. There's a lot of attorneys that, uh, in my in in entertainment law, that do it on contingency. A lot like really? agents. Okay, um, I didn't know that. So yes, yeah, that's good to know. So they they do take a certain percentage. Um, sometimes they do require a deposit ahead of time just to cover their the necessary expenses of having to do submissions and pay for you know mailing and everything else and the, mm. that communication. But um, they will work on just like a manager agent. They will take a contingency fee on it. Well, that's good to know. So yeah. that you know, hey, I'm a, I'm a, you know, fresh out of college screenwriter. I'm moving to, L- I'm, you know, pulling up my, my uh, stakes in, from Kansas City or wherever, mm-hmm. and I'm moving to L.A. 
and I really don't have a dime to my name yet, but I think I got this product, this, yeah. you know. Script or whatever. Right, right. Is that like Goodwill and, Hunting? Yeah. yeah. But then I, I'm going to get uh, Rena on my team. Yeah. You know, and... Rena on and, your team. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> conquer conquer the world yeah. so so what got you into this to, well honestly um i did not know i wanted to do entertainment law until law school okay um i my background is in science i went to med school before oh, I, good for you um before i decided i wanted to do law so and you're really smart yeah you're like you took the mcat like, and all that stuff mm -hmm. wow um, you're, you're like yeah <laughs> okay, you're, you're like put us to shame type smart. Only yeah. you, Rob, not yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> so go ahead. So, you too, trust so me. So I, I was in no. Oregon, and I was like, I'm really tired of the cold. <laughs> <laughs> and the wet. And the wet, yes. yes. Yeah. So I was in Portland, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to do something else. So on a whim, three days before the LSATs were available, I was like, I'm just going to take the LSATs. And I took the LSATs, and then I decided I'm going to find somewhere in San Diego to go to. Yeah. Go <laughs> the to opposite of Portland. Yeah. yeah, anywhere where it was sunny. More sun, sun. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's yeah. what I ended up doing. And, right. and then I fell in love with entertainment law. Well, I thought I was going to do patent law, to be honest. Well, with your science with background. With my science background. Yeah. yeah. And then um, um, Professor Green uh, was my professor's name, who was in entertainment, and he had worked in music for years. And um, he got me into entertainment, and I Sweet. ended up just... Falling in love with it. Here so, I am today. Uh, without naming names, any juicy celebrity stories? Well, name a name if you feel okay. Well, I don't know if she can. But, yeah. Um, I, I really cannot name names, but yeah. I can say that there are some wonderful movies that just we, you know, have been a part of and uh, worked on recently. I know Millennium Media is coming out with Tesla here pretty soon. We just premiered at Sundance, and um, so that was about the inventor, not, mm -hmm. not yeah, the car. Nikola, Nikola Tesla, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, starring Ethan Hawke, and that's coming out here. Oh yeah, soon. yeah. That's so, is that about the conflict between Tesla and Edison in mm -hmm. terms of DC and AC and mm -hmm. all that? Yep, oh yeah, yep. so yeah. that's. Film like uh, the era is what the early 1900s. Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. It, it's a beautifully done film and wow. so artistic and wonderful music. You're gonna love it if you see it. Um, the Misfits starring Pierce Brosnan is coming out here very soon as well. Oh, really? Um, yes, Pierce. Is Brosnan, that a remake of the Jamie Clark Chan. Gable? Um, no, it is not. Oh, okay. It's completely original story. It feels very much like Ocean's Eleven a little mm. bit. But is it a comp? comedic also it's got a lot of comedy yeah. and so and that's wonderful um and like i said it is jamie chung hermione corfield uh nick cannon and um pierce brosnan obviously yeah the number one star nice. and remy jaber it was set in abu dhabi and um and dubai area it's it's just so it, beautiful and that's where it was filmed that's Fantastic. where it was filmed the cars and uh the scenery it's just gorgeous it's wow. such a wonderful place to film wow wow so you've had some involvement with the uh uh, transactional uh, aspects of those films and whatnot. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, so, and it seems like that's pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. it is very exciting. Yeah, um, you know, we do investor agreements and we we do try to uh, we do full production legal services on on, on all of these films as well too. So uh, anyone from indie films to studio films, we're, we're there to assist. 
Oh, that's great. But it's tedious work to review all these agreements, especially the fine print. Mm -hmm. You just like, what do you just close yourself off in your office and say, nobody, nobody talk to me. Well, yes. Well, I mean, when you're working with the studios, it's pretty consistent um, with their agreements. They're, they're, I would like to say stock after a while. So you're used to reading the fine print and you know exactly what you need to edit. For a newbie Mm -hmm. or someone who's not like, you know, famous Famous. or whatnot, they're not going to change a word of those things, are they? Oh, they fight you tooth and nail. Um, And even with the attorneys, I I don't care how experienced you are. You've been in this year for 40 or been in the industry for 40 years. They're still going to fight you tooth and nail, the studios at least. Yeah. Um, When you're working with a lot of indie investors and in independent production companies, you have a more like a better possibility that you're going to get some language changed right but um with the studios uh you know if we're talking about a per diem that means that you're on set for one day but they're going to give you to just eat and <laughs> just survive yeah. and they're used to giving say a hundred dollars a day and you're working even with an a-list actor you're not going to get an increase on that it's just you could fight tooth and nail for it they're going to be like oh yeah. no, so. no this no is bargaining this power. Is where we where we we are and that's where we're going to stay Have you suffered or been injured by someone else's negligence? When you need a legal team that will stand up for what is right, won't give up the fight and obtain justice, call 818-886-6600. Mandel Trial Lawyers specializes in personal injury cases of all types. Whether it's a car accident, product or premises liability, dog bite, or a catastrophic injury, Mandel Trial Lawyers are there for you when the fight is worth it. Call now for your free consultation, 818-886-6600. Let the scales of justice tip in your favor. We were talking about off the air about 360 agreements. What are those? To start with, they say that there's no money in music. Right. Um, because people are no longer buying CDs. They're no longer going through the same re- revenue channels that right. existed uh, a while back. So every everybody's streaming. They're, they're watching on... Um, social media aspects and what do you call it? YouTube. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so, you know, there's no money there and a way to, um, compensate for that loss the the music industry has developed and really relied on 360 deals, which means that are, if you are able to make any kind of money in the industry, whether it's acting, whether uh, through your merchandising, anything, um, as a musician, especially, they the artist's manager is going to be able to take money from all of those channels. Right. So whatever your revenue channel is. They've gone so far with 360 deals to say, even if you go outside of the entertainment industry, they're still going to be able to take a percentage of that. It's any source of income that you're deriving. Um how does the artist avoid that? That doesn't sound good for the artist. It's not good for the artist. It's great for the manager or the agent. Yeah. But um, it's... Uh, so for the artist, the best way to avoid that is to really make sure that before you enter into any management agreement or any agency agreement is to have it reviewed by an attorney. Call Rena. Yeah, call so me. So that would be your advice. I take it to aspiring musicians and actors <laughs> yes. and everyone in the entertainment industry is get a hold. So how, how can uh, people who have been listening to the show or or uh, are in the entertainment business, how can they get a hold of you? Um, well, they can reach me um, at my email address, which I'm happy to provide. Sure, let's do it. it out. Online. It's out there. Online. It's arena at segelsailing.com. Oh, boy. Can you spell I, that? You better spell that. I better spell it. It's uh, S as in sugar, E-H-G-A-L-S-A-L-I-N-G.com. Uh, and Rena is R-E-E-N-A. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about a phone number? Um, best number to reach me at is 
818-582-2421. Verena Sagal. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming in. You know, we're, we're, we're kind of toward the end of our show here, and but it moves fast, as you can see. Yeah. And uh, could probably but, have um, her on again and go over a yeah, lot more stuff. Yeah, yeah. I want to learn more about those 360 deals yeah. and how I can manage somebody and get... <laughs> I don't think you're you going to do it, Rob. Yeah, not me. It is time for the Rob Report, Rob. Okay. Not to be something. confused with the magazine. Right. But um, I'll tell you what, we were talking about... Um, those 360 deals. And years ago, I represented a, a young man who was on the American Idol show. And they definitely wanted every every piece of, of anything that he could possibly do. And it almost looked like it went into imper- perpetuity. You know, if he was on the show, they were going to own his likeness. And we did wrestle with them. Uh, it was my one of my one or few forays into that something else besides litigating and um but i think it with this guy it did boil down to if you wanted to be on that show you were you know you're we we there's you're a dime a dozen buddy and we're gonna get a you know multitude of people to replace you so if you want to be on our show you're gonna sign this thing and that's the way no it is. bargaining chip for there that was guy. really no bargaining yeah you know, so it was um, kind of an eye-opening experience. You know, have you ever been able to uh, crack the door open on something like that? No. Yeah. <laughs> I it's mean, rough. if if you're starting off in the industry, it's really difficult for you to get in. Um, yeah. You have to. You have a lot more power and pull when you're somebody who's done 50 projects and you've, you've been yeah. around and um, then you can say that, hey, I'm only going to sign this if you cut all right. three. Right, this little yeah. part out right um, there. But when you're just starting off and it's uh, your first or second job, even if it's your fifth one, it's very difficult um, yeah. for you really to have that pull. But still call Rena. Well, yes. I was going to yeah. say, but the, I think they probably take you more seriously anyway. If you're represented, they do. Yeah, um, and bear in mind that agents and managers are not enough. Um, they they're focused on compensation provisions, and that's the only thing because right. they make their money off of you making money. Right. So having an attorney is there to protect you in every other capacity, and that includes like your accounting rights. If you're getting a back end participation or any kind of um, a, any any other provisions in general, including name and likeness, you want to make sure that. It, you're adequately represented so you get um, the the right language in there because the, your agents and managers are really only going to be concerned about that money. Right. Well stated. All right, we're going to check the uh, Mandel message box. Hi, this is Jacob from Encino. I was working with an artist as a manager. I facilitated his record deal. Unfortunately, the artist fired me right before he signed with this deal. Am I still entitled to my percentage? Yeah, it's Jacob from Encino. Right. And um, so, obviously, this pertains to what we were just talking about. And, um, you know, he got this guy a deal. And the artist fires him right before he signs with the label. Does he still get his deal? Is there a contract? What do you think? Yeah. So, so... um, so Rena, he he 
brings them all the way to the table with these guys. And then, uh, but before he signs. With the record deal. Before he signs with the record company, he gets fired. What do you think? I, I think that it really is contingent on the language that he ended. Well, because if he had a written agreement with the artist before, then it, it will come down to us looking at the language of his deal. But he should be entitled to um, payment. You know, well, if we, there was we, no we contract, have, though. If really. there was no contract whatsoever, um, then, I mean, it's going to come down to their verbal arrangement. You're going to be looking oh, at it. And then it's a he said, she said situation. Yeah. And it can be, you know, number one piece of advice to all new artists who are entering into the industry is always make sure you have everything in writing. Get it in because writing. napkin deals, you know, handshake deals, they are, they're very difficult to prove and they're very, uh, you know, difficult to enforce. So, yeah. Well, listen, we really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, Rena. And we have to say our goodbyes, however, until next Saturday. But thank you, uh, Rena Segal, for coming in and sharing your Saturday with us. Hey, guys, if you've missed any part of this show or would like to hear our previous shows, go to YouTube, brothersonlaw.com, or you can listen to us on iTunes and Podbean. We want to thank you for listening. And if you have a legal question or a show topic, we'd love to hear from you. You know, message us on Instagram or Facebook at Brothers on Law. And if you have a legal matter that you need representation for, you can call us for a, pre, a free consultation at 800-310-7113. That is 800-310-7113. And tell us you heard us on Go Country 105. As we look forward to being here next week on Saturday at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. And remember, let the scales of justice tip in your favor. The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice.